Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Hello, what's up, all you rockers, rockets, and lurkers alike, everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. That's right, I said lurkers, because that's a thing now. We have lurkers, and if you want to be a lurker, meaning you can watch us record it in like real time. You can lurk upon our page. And if you want to do that, go to our Patreon. We have a Patreon now, so go check that out. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. How you doing? You guys know what's up. With me as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how in the world are you going to survive the second winter of the season? Fuck, this is like fifth winter, uh, I think. But this one came out of nowhere. It was, you know, it was about plus five, which you know would have been, you know, high thirties, low forties, I think, for you Americans. Uh, it was beautiful. Everyone's wearing shorts. They have the flip flops out. Ninety uh, percent of the snow had gone, and then we just got dumped the last two days. Actually, everything shut down today. Uh, kids didn't have school. I didn't have work. You, you couldn't even get out the house. There's like four feet of snow everywhere. Like people are just stuck in the middle of the street and it, it's been snowing for two straight days. It's still snowing and it's not letting up until tomorrow. So I, I, I about fucking had it. The only thing that's keeping me going right now is, is my best good friend in the world, Kevin Brown. We're now just two days away from record store day. He's going to be yeah. first in line to grab live right here, right now on vinyl for me. So that's the only thing. Keep me going, Kevin. You can't let me down, buddy. That's what's keeping the inner furnace warm uh, within Corey's heart. That's right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Corey's heart. That's a, that's a pun, and I didn't even mean to make it, but there you go. Uh, Can Canadian all around, but uh, but you know what? Uh, not far from Canada, uh, depending on what part of the country you're in, uh, is this little little place called New York. And you know what's not far from New York? New Jersey. And I bring that up because we have a guest on the show with us today, hailing from the great state of New Jersey. So please give it up for a uh, fan of the show and new friend, Alan. Alan, What's how you up, doing, guys? my dude? Yeah. How we doing, guys? How we doing? So far, so good. It's a beautiful night. The beer is flowing. The music's about to start going. Whew. The Rangers are ready. winning. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers, the Rangers are winning. The Rangers are doing very well right now. It's five to one. We got like six and a half left. Oof, it's a beautiful morning. I tell, unfortunately, the <laughs> unfortunately, the Leafs are winning too, so I'm a little sick about that. But. <laughs> uh, listen, they're, they're, they're overall a great team. It's been a really, really great postseason. So uh, uh, we're recording this, obviously, uh, beforehand, you guys are listening. So either the Rangers uh, pulled off the victory or maybe they didn't. I don't know. But uh, you're either listening to this, shaking your head or going, yeah, either way. <laughs> so but uh, we appreciate Alan being on the show. We appreciate you supporting it. So we're looking forward to a very fun edition of the show tonight. Aren't we, Corey? Absolutely. Uh, Corey, what have we got to talk about before we get started with the main of the show 
Well, not a ton of Van Halen news, but if you head over to the Van Halen news desk, that's, uh, of course, uh, vhnd.com. Uh, there, there's some uh, cool stories on there. There's actually a really cool uh, interview with Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, mm-hmm. He was on the show Hard Drive, uh, and then he talked about, you know, the, his new album, you know, the heavier direction he's going in, why he considers himself kind of more of a singer now, uh, even down to the sequencing of how he picked the sequencing for the album. So that's a really good interview. I'd suggest everybody check that out. But I guess the big news, uh, especially if you got uh, four million bucks burning a hole in your pocket, is uh, the uh, guitar that Eddie Van Halen used in the Hot for Teacher video uh, sold at Sotheby's for just a shade under four million, three million nine hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, wow. unofficially it's the fourth most expensive, uh, guitar uh, ever sold. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number one was, uh, Kurt Cobain's uh, acoustic from unplugged. That was just over 6 million. Uh, his Fender Mustang from the smells like teen spirit video was second at 4.5 million. Third place goes to David Gilmore's black Fender Strat from the comfortably numb solo that went for 3,975. And then Eddie's offer teacher guitar now in fourth spot. Crazy. I mean, yeah, you know, if I had four million uh, just lying around, um, that would that tells me that I have made enough uh, money in my day to where like it all bets are off. So yeah, if I had that kind of money just laying around, why wouldn't I purchase that guitar? Because obviously nothing is outside the realm of possibility. Because I just what who are these people that, that have this kind of money? I just, I just want to meet with them and talk with them. Just that's. And the only question I have is just how, how'd you do it? It was just, Alan. Just, how'd you do it? You know? Ah, well, <laughs> yeah, I can see it in Alan shot. It's right back there on the wall. <laughs> it was Alan's like, what's your secret, Alan? How did you do it? <laughs> yeah, man. To be honest with you, my big question is what takes number five? I mean, what's a slash's gold mm. top, Eric Clapton's original guitar. I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan's number one. I mean, what takes number five if that's three? No, four, you said. So what takes number five? The slot in number five, it belongs to the uh, the broken uh, fretboard of one of Jimi Hendrix's guitars, uh, one of his strats. Uh, well, that's, that's number five. When you consider private sales, uh, which are hard to, to confirm, uh, Jimi Hendrix Woodstock Strat uh, sold for $1.3 uh, to Paul mm-hmm. Allen from Microsoft and the uh, uh, guitar that kind of made the news a little bit uh, that they uh, dubbed Greeny, uh, which was sold to Kurt Hammond of Metallica after James Hadfield passed it up. It's the infamous, infamous Fleetwood Peter Mac. Green slash Gary Moore, Les Paul. Uh, allegedly, huh. Kurt Hammond paid $2 million for it. Wow. You know, not to go on tangents, have you listened to the new Metallica album, fellas? Absolutely, a few times, yes. Oh, boy. Here I not am. All of it. <laughs> I haven't heard all of it, uh, but I've, I've been hearing a lot of uh, more it mixed things, but more positive than the negative. So that that gives me hope that uh, they still got a little bit of gas left in the tank, you know? Definitely worth checking out. And actually, uh, it's not on the news desk yet, but Extreme released a couple of new uh, songs from their album, Six, that, that I'm yes, awfully fond of, especially uh, Banshee. And I, I was going to cue it up, but I didn't. But the uh, Nuno solo in Banshee, little reminiscent of Eddie Van Halen too. Not so much in just the guitar pyrotechnics, but how it fits the song. It's got a little stink oh, yeah. to it. Uh, so I would recommend, Mark, you check that out too. I, oh, I absolutely will. Nuno, uh, he's, he's starting to, I don't know if it's because of the album or if it's because more people are starting to uh, talk about him more than they ever have before, but Nuno's starting to uh, make waves uh, in the guitar realm. And that's a good thing because Nuno is fantastic. And I don't know why we don't talk about him more often because he's just, he's a monster behind that instrument. So uh, kudos to extreme, no apologies necessary. Uh, Looking forward to uh, hearing what 
what what else that album has to offer so all right right on so Corey, should we move on to the rock and pole segment of the show yes we should and actually i've got our, our new spreadsheet up here uh with the all results right. Uh, and and actually an interesting uh, little statistical thing I wanted to wanted to share with you here. But uh, last yeah. week we did right now uh, from the fuck album. Uh, the official yeah, poll was eighty two point four percent. What dreams are made of seventeen point six percent. This dream is over. So maybe not as definitive as one might have thought. Uh, overall, now that brings uh, the Sammy totals from all the polls we've done from the people listening to the show. Seventy one point four eight percent. What dreams are made of twenty eight point five two. This dream is over which is well behind David Lee Ross averages right now, 85.78% for 14.22% against. So Dave in a comfortable lead, but what really surprised me, Mark, was when you go to the fuck album numbers, um, we're we're both at five and oh, the five tracks we listened to, we really enjoyed, Mm -hmm. we gave them up votes, but the fans are 75, four, 25 against. I, shameful erroneous and uh, lots of other words that i can't even think of because i just i don't understand it i don't understand now look okay we know music is subjective we know that and by god the van halen fans are extremely opinionated and extremely sort of uh sometimes they are one side versus the other but you guys you're you're killing me here you're killing me because this is killing any optimism i have in uh you know the 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 west of the way we move forward on the show because i just i'm puzzled i'm puzzled by this what is it about this album in particular, I was going to say just the song, but what is it about this album that uh, not everybody's too keen on? Do you think, Corey, that it just has all to do with the fact that it's a Sammy album? Or is there something more? Is is, is this one also a little too piano heavy? And I know there's a segment or a section rather of fans that don't like that about Van Halen. What do you think? It's interesting. Uh, we have three songs out of the five we've covered in the 80 percentile range uh, right now at 82. Runaround is the leader at 85. Uh, Judgment Day at 80. Uh, In and Out's only at 70. But the real, the one dragging it down is Man on a Mission. 57.4% what dreams are made of. 42.6% this dream is over. So uh, really shocked at the results of that one. I dug Man on a Mission. That, yeah, I just... Yeah. yeah, right. So, well, they, uh, Alan, uh, I don't know if you voted on this poll, but if you did, uh, are you brave enough to tell us what uh, your result was? No, I, I don't. I don't vote on the polls, fellas. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a poor fan in that aspect. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> I'm a fanboy to the podcast in that aspect. But like I said, I trust your judgment on most of your calls. I, I, I truly believe that you both have a really uh, quality insight on on your overview of how the polls are taken. I mean, obviously it's, it's your taking the percentage of the poll from your own outlook, but you know, I, I trust it. I, I think that men on the mission is, is one of the most underrated. So it's like, it's tough for me. My opinion is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's a mystery all around, but I, uh, I feel that maybe, maybe they will, uh, we'll get some answers here. Uh, in the Twitter comments. So uh, I'll go ahead and start this off if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, going, by the way, you guys, if you want your uh, tweet guaranteed read on the show, like I'm about to do, join our Patreon. Just just join it and uh, find a tier that works for you. And you will absolutely, if you want your tweet read on the show, you can absolutely make sure it happens guaranteed. Uh, go on over to the Patreon and get on that. So 
For just pennies a day, uh, you can get your tweet read on the podcast with Rock. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and uh, this is what it sounds like from Rava Flav. Rava Flav. And patron. What's up? Uh, he says, Dave guy here, but this is one of Sammy's best. New direction for the band. Great lead and great lyrics. Tough to hear the song and not think about Crystal Gravy. Hashtag, you finally can see your, your meat. meat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And uh, well speaking, speaking to, with, uh, about crystal gravy, uh, let's go to our good buddy. Uh, let me just find it. Oh, I had it. And then I lost it. Jesus. I, I'm really bad regarding Lulu. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Regarding Lulu. That's the one. Yep. Of course, our good buddy Chaz from the regarding Lulu show says uh, crystal gravy singer sounds like Dave Bickler of survivor. Absolutely. He does. I'm wondering if it's not him. Uh, he says, congrats on getting your wings, Mark. It's your tomorrow. There you go. It is my tomorrow. Uh, Greg Zito says, congratulations to Mark for joining the manifest club. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Sammy deserves right uh, credit for writing some of the best lyrics of his career. Van Halen shows another side to his, to its personality with this track. They're still the fun rock band you love, but they can give you something inspirational too. Amen. Yes, they can. And who would have thought that out of all, so many different blunders lyrically that we've had from Sammy. I admit it. Uh, look, look what he can do when he really puts his mind to it. Oh, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm always a little afraid when I look at Kevin Brown uh, in the Twitter comments, because you never know which way he's going to go. Uh, <laughs> right. His comment. Uh, I agree with wholeheartedly here. He spent uh, many days learning that piano intro to the song. And it's another example of how weird Eddie's keyboard playing is, especially as it doesn't come in one on the one. It's also Van Halen at their minimal best. Lots of space in this one. Hashtag what dreams are made of all day long for me. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Brown. Could not agree more. And uh, yeah, unless you are uh, adept uh, behind the piano, I don't recommend trying this one. Uh, from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast, our buddy Sean Geek, our but uh, Sean uh, says, originally this song and another one on here, not tipping my hand yet, were the reasons this album dropped a few ranks down for me. The pop sensibilities on this album at a time when I was being revolutionized by what I was listening to ahead of the Sonic. Uh, and he goes on. Uh, oh, this is a. Uh, yes. <laughs> he wrote a, a mini manifesto. manifesto yes. Uh, listening to a revolution that would hit a year or two later, i.e. I discovered Soundgarden and the Pixies. Uh, it, all, it all fell very flat. Uh, I was kind of liking some of the tracks on this album, but the big dumb sex songs were falling flat for me. And the pop sensibilities on this album made me forget this one. However, years later and much less dumber and becoming a better drummer, I came back to Alex Van Halen, appreciating all of the nuance of his playing and remembered why I loved Eddie in the first place. And yes, Sammy was schmaltzy at times, but this one, well, this one came back hard. Now I was seeing the nuance in Sammy who was, wasn't really my guy. Yes, he had bad songs, but when he got it right, he got it right better than anyone, including Dave. This song is better than its era, greater than Van Hagar, and a true classic. I mean, that I, I was wondering where you were going with that one, Sean, but uh, well said, actually. Uh, I appreciate the uh, the insider info on that. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the legendary Scott Monroe, who says, Hagar era perfection. Everything about the track feels real and raw. From the dire sounding lows to the motivational highs, it's an exclamation point on an incredible album. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Thank you, Scott. Absolutely. Uh, our friend Ryan Powell and uh, uh, now a Patreon member 
This is the perfect song, he says. Doesn't hurt that it was my first favorite song and entry point into Van Halen, but his truly magnificent production and mixing uh, compositionally, it's flawless. The performances are outstanding. Had to call out a few things in particular. And he goes on to say, piano is the perfect vehicle, and Ed approaches not as a pianist, but more how he plays guitar. Uh, complex, interweaving, ar arpeggiated lines. The low end of the piano on, on the hits adds a depth and gravity and is mixed perfectly with the guitar and bass to create a massive sound. Unlike any of his synth keyboarding, the piano opens Ed up to explore more syncopated offbeat patterns, and Alex provides a perfect, almost competing rhythmic counterpoint on hi-hat. Yeah. Mikey has some great interjections that add on a ton uh, to the little spaces throughout. Hard to disagree with Corey. The chorus is epic. While it doesn't have the melody Dreams does, it has huge presence from the full backing harmony. And Sammy's responses are bluesy and soaring. Ascending chords are perfectly enhanced by the spaces the band provides. Ed's guitar solo is a thing of beauty, effortlessly jumping into double time for a second or two on the way down the run. And while not flashy, the entire solo perfectly complements the song and builds the inten intensity into the final climactic chorus. Finally, Sammy's lyrics and vocal performance rank among his best. Ultimately, while a very different beast than most of the Van Halen catalog right now stands solidly among the best songs Songs the band has produced you're damn right and it's a sammy era tune and i want it all on the record uh get it on the record everyone <laughs> for, the record, <laughs> yeah. for the record i believe you said hard disagree with Corey, not hard to disagree with Corey. he thinks i'm a schmuck <laughs> because uh, oh i see i see but i, I like the chorus for his understatedness <laughs> it's arguably one of their greatest songs uh i think so. sammy's era i mean the, out of all the hits they had it's mm -hmm. it's probably the biggest it, it, i don't know right can't stop love can't stop loving you or right now two of the biggest sammy hagar hits and just on top structured mega record all right let's head back to our patrons don detallo also known as wabo and cabo says this album came out while i was in navy boot camp and purchased once i graduated the whole album, and in particular, this song is very meaningful to me, especially where I was right now at that time of my life. 32 years later and still working for the Navy, I say it helped. Thanks, Don. Yeah, That's awesome. I would say so, too. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Very, very cool. So, uh, uh, and then uh, Chasman yeah. says, trolling Jerk. with a downvote. I love this song. I was like, ah, oh, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, you just had to. But we, we did get a couple of, uh, of downvotes here. Uh, just going to read one here from uh, Dennis Myers, who says, I'm not hating for the sake of hating, but let's be honest. If some dude pulls up next to you at the traffic light with this blasting, are you really going to bang your head and go high five him? Or are you, gonna, are you going to wince and slowly roll up your windows? I'm high fiving him. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what kind of a question is that? This is one of their best songs. It's one of my favorite. You're damn right. Matter of fact, I might uh, say like, hey, man, let's pull over and I'll buy you a beer while we're at it. Tell me about it. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, what are we doing? You know, this is a Van Halen podcast. What did you think my answer was going to be? <laughs> All right, Mark, maybe let's do uh, one more and we'll get ready to roll this week's song. All right. Uh, from the, you're all doomed to Friday the 13th podcast. Our buddy yes. there uh, says years after the song came out and investing in a good pair of headphones, I finally noticed the organ sound layered under the pre-chorus. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Great stuff. 
I had no idea about that. And if I did, I forgot. So uh, that might be, uh, I'll have to go back, actually. I'll, I'll go back to our episode last week and listen to it. There you go. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for your for your contributions. Uh, we had a lot of tweets on this one. So if you guys want to make sure you get your tweets read on the show, go to our Patreon. Get on the tier. It'll help us out. And uh, it's fun for everybody. Everyone's having fun with it. Am I right? Yes, I am. Cool. So moving on, Corey, is it time? Is it that time to do it? Oh, I think it's about that time. We've kept them waiting long enough. I can see Alan is chomping at the bit, so it's time to do our favorite thing, and that's go to the wheel. Before we hit the wheel, we do the other favorite thing we love. Say it with me, everyone. Manifestations. That's right. We manifest the song that we want to talk about this evening. Alan, you're our guest. You got the Rangers game going. Uh, you're, you're feeling pretty good. You're feeling very... Uh, 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 I guess, uh, patriotic towards your state. Um, so tell us what song from Van Halen or what era from Van Halen would really just set the mood for you and really kind of, uh, make, make this evening, make this show for you as our honored guest, uh, truly special. All right. So just basically, uh, in order from, uh, first to last, we're going to go one with each singer, just to be fair. It opens up the opportunities of actually making the infamous list of, you know, getting the song correct. So I'm going to go with Dance the Night Away for Dave. Arguably one of Dave's best records with early Van Halen. I'm going to go with Can't Stop Loving You off of Balance with Sammy. One of my favorite Sammy records. And then I'm going to go Josephina with... Um, with our man from Extreme, Gary, <laughs> and that Van Halen 3 album that is just absolutely loved so fond by you fellas. <laughs> well, you, uh, you're, you, you're very confident in your choice in Josephina, and as someone who has not uh, listened I to love Van Halen that 3. track, uh, well, there you, you're the other one. You and Michael no. Green, our friend Michael Green. <laughs> you're the How two. Many Say I is one of the most beautiful songs that Edward Van Halen ever created. And we'll go later on, maybe even another show down the line, but I'll, I'll go and critique that to its finest hour. But as we go on, fellas, as we go on. Well, I uh, I acknowledge that you believe that is the case of that song, and uh, and I respect you for it. So there it is. Uh, you, you got his. He, he he was raring to go. So I flip the question now to you, Corey. Uh, what what song will uh, melt the snow but warm your heart? Well, uh, before we get to that, we had a couple of Patreon uh, manifestations. I should get to uh, Scott oh, Monroe. Yes, yes. He he wants to hear Atomic Punk which is one we have not uh -huh. covered yet from Van Halen one. And uh, Kevin Brown just piped in with spanked. So he's hoping for another fuck tune uh, here tonight. He even threw up the devil horns on discord uh, for that one. Uh, okay. Well, going, uh, forgetting uh, Kevin for a minute uh, to melt the snow. There's really only one song, right? And it's summer nights from 5150. So I'm manifesting a Sammy tune and I'm manifesting summer, summer. because I am fucking sick of this. Well, I can tell I you, too, uh, we're uh, we're kind of hoarding it down here because we're we're just absolute because it's it's it was real real hot the last couple of days over here. So uh, yeah, sorry about that, Corey. We're hogging it. <laughs> I will do my best. I'll go. Uh, I'll march to the Capitol and demand that they send some of this warmth <laughs> up north uh, for the both of you. Uh, I'll probably get arrested for it, but it's fine. Um, so uh, just, just dress like a Viking. 
<laughs> oh, woof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just don't have the time to go into that. But uh, uh, yeah, I get you. Well, this is a particular special show. If you uh, if you're you're obviously listening to this ahead of time, but uh, this is post 420 and that's a magical holiday for many magical reasons. So with that vein firmly in place, I have to, uh, in all good consciousness, uh, manifest Amsterdam. I've got to, you got to do it. You know, it just, it just makes sense on a show like, uh, like today's show, uh, for this week in particular, uh, I think Amsterdam's the way to go. All right. Is your lady wow. there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, and, and she also, she sends her, uh, manifestation, uh, prowess, uh, to the wheel as well. So, and if we spin it, we'll get another guest. Excellent. Well, what do you say, Sam? He's been warming up for the last half hour. He's ready to go. Let's do it. He's always warm. Here we go. Oh, we're going to get a fuck tune, maybe? No, it's going to be eight. Talking about love from Vanderbilt. One of the big boys finally (laughs) comes off the wheel. Nice. You've been waiting for this long. (laughs) I have been waiting so long for this. Um, I'm a little sad, though, because I thought this was going to be one of, like, the final four. At least uh, it's like just going to keep on going until we get to that last bit. However, if uh, the time has come, the, the time has come to discuss it and I'm ready for it. So, uh, Corey, I know you are quite keen on this uh, Van Halen song. To be honest with you, I can't imagine anyone's probably not. However, sometimes when we do the show, when we listen to the songs or give it a re-listen, rather, we kind of have a different perspective. So uh, are you are you excited to at least uh, find out? what you're going to uh, probably vote for this song. Who are you asking me or Alan? I'm asking you, but I'll, I'll swing it to the both of you. I don't believe that the song that I'm going to choose is, uh, is on the fuck album. So I, I don't know. I, I think we're going to go real positive on this, in this direction. I don't think the dream is over to be honest with you with this <laughs> song, but I, I, unless something changes in, you know, the next X amount of time, I just don't. You never it. know how it hits you uh, at a certain point. It might, it might hit you the wrong way. Who knows? <laughs> after too you. many, maybe, maybe after <laughs> too many. Yeah. But how about you, Corey? Oh, I'm just uh, looking up uh, some facts here on on the track. Everybody, uh, anybody listening to the show knows ain't talking about love, right? Uh, released on the debut, 1978. Along with the B-side, Feel Your Love Tonight, man, that is a great single. It was 1978, man. You're picking that up. Uh, Your Love and Life. First produced by uh, Ted Templeman. Um, The song is about casual sex, apparently. Shocking. Sure. Something Dave Lee Roth was known for. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. uh, Yeah. The the most shocking shocking of all of it, yes. Diamond album. Yep. Diamond Diamond album. album. And then, uh, of course, uh, Dave Lee Roth. Uh, back in the day, he would give the roadie special backstage passes to give to the beautiful women at the concerts, and he offered a hundred dollar reward if the roadie sent back one that he actually slept with. <laughs> wow, story. that's a that's yep. that's a uh, that's a fun game for the roadies. <laughs> oh, they had a blast with it. Uh, this was included on the Gene Simmons demo way back in '77. Mm. Uh, listen carefully, uh, folks, with the uh, headphones on. If you listen uh, really close, you can hear an electric sitar uh, underneath uh, in the mix. There, no kidding. And I, I will think, be listening uh, intently. 
Oh, and did you know, uh, here's a little factoid for you folks. Uh, back in 1989, Van Halen sued the rap group Two Live Crew for stealing yes. the riff uh, for this song, for their song, The Fuck Shop. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now, the, the the clean version was called The Funk Shop, but on the album, uh-huh. it was The Fuck Shop. The Two Live Crew ended up selling millions of albums with the song when they become when they became involved in a censorship controversy over their lyrics. I, I was, you know, a young man. Parental advisory. Yep, I remember Two Live Crew. Mark, you ever listen to Two Live Crew? Actually, yes, uh, but uh, that song in particular, I I don't think uh, I I was familiar with. Uh, and finally, uh, Velvet Revolver, when they inducted uh, Van Halen into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007, played this song uh, for the uh, Dave era, and they played Why Can't This Be Loved for the Sammy era. So this is one of the two tracks played at the induction of Van Halen in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Uh Velvet Revolver with the late Scott Weiland. Uh, I would not have expected him to pick that Sammy era song, but uh, now I really want to hear it. I, I wonder if it, uh, if a YouTube search would make that possible. So uh, we'll have to do that to check on that later, but that's very, very cool. Uh, I mean, not a lot of backstory uh, other than what Corey's already said to go into. I mean, everyone listening to the show, if you are familiar with Van Halen, you're probably familiar with this song. So, I think we should just get right into it. What do you say? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. One of the best openers in Van Halen history, Mark. It absolutely is. And it's the uh, the kind of guitar riff that once you learn it, you want to make sure everybody knows that you know it. Uh, I've mentioned before, uh, there's people that walk into uh, music shops, you know, guitar centers, what have you. Uh, and chances are this is going to be one of the, you won't hear the riff to Stairway to Heaven because that's a big no-no. But uh, you'll hear Ain't Talking About Love if uh, if the guy... <laughs> If the guy uh, doing a little sound check on the amp and guitar knows the riff, you're going to hear it. Um, it's sort of, I think it's like one of those uh, rite of passage or like a little badge of honor. It's like, oh, great. You, you've been listening to Ain't Talking About Love. Cool. You're going to let, we're all going to hear it. All right. Yeah. How does this, how's the amp sound with this riff? Yeah. Is it good? Do you like it? Okay, fine. Moving on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, it's a great opener. It's one of the best. And it's um, it's not the uh, opening track to Van Halen 1, and it's not the opening track to Best Of, but uh, Eruption starts before this song on the Best Of Volume 1 album and launches right into Ain't Talk About Love, and it is such a beautiful transition. Yes, and on the original album, uh, this came right after uh, You Really Got Me, which mm-hmm. is another pretty cool transition. It's got such a swing to it. That intro yes. really has this like jazz. It's not jazz, obviously, but it really has this like strong, and it just builds. And then by the time Alex smashes that crash cymbal, dude, you're ready. And if you weren't ready before, you, you they have your attention. They definitely have your attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right. Apparently, uh, Eddie, uh, he, when he wrote this song, he didn't consider it good enough to show his bandmates. It took him a year before he actually brought it forward. And he, he said it was supposed to be a punk rock parody, uh, kind of like uh, huh. Loss of Control was. Uh, he said, uh, quote, a stupid thing to us, just two chords. It didn't end up sounding punk, but that was the intention. Wow. It's like I wrote this as a joke. Uh, here you yeah. go. Uh, by the way, let's just let's just turn that into one of our biggest songs ever. Like, okay, I wrote this riff as a joke. Good God, what a flex. Um, my 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 thing though, I was gonna say uh, I'm stuck on this line of I heard about all about your disease, but you know what? I, I but I got something you need. It's like Dave, you're, you're an animal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like you're just have you no have you no standards, sir? <laughs> Come on. His love is his drug. That's what it is. You know, he heard, he heard the news. He's ready to go. Did you yeah. not hear the roadie story, Mark? Where <laughs> I yeah, yes, of course I did. But it's like I don't know if you if you know for a fact there's a disease, why would you go there? Don't do that. I still think he's talking about penicillin. Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's like it's like the up at breakfast. It's the up, it's the puns that that just don't hit the mark, but they're trying. Like the idea is there. But it's just, it's just, just a bit outside. <laughs> this is an example. Yeah. Th this is another example of, uh, it doesn't matter what nonsense, uh, Dave is saying because the song sounds so cool. Uh, like the riffs are there. Like everything is, uh, musically is working. So it really doesn't matter what he's saying, just as long as it still fits the, uh, the narrative of the way the song is structured. You don't even have to be good looking. You can just be semi good. Just semi on yeah. the streets again. Just a little like, bit. Yeah. It's like, man, yeah. It's like, I think you're the one with the disease. Yeah. You, you know what? She, she, she's a Thumbs Nashville up. seven. She's a New York four. She's semi good looking. <laughs> semi good looking. That's a uh, that's an LA uh, five. And on the streets again. I think his friend is his uh, trouser snake, Mark. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm reading into the lyrics here. I, I think that's what he's talking about. A friend yeah. or a John, as they are called. So you made yourself a friend, my friend. <laughs> my friend. He's not talking about love. <laughs> he is the ice cream man. That's right. Yeah, you really get the sitar on the guitar solo. Did you hear it? Yeah, that time I did because I was listening for it. <laughs> I was like, wow, what about that? Um, about this solo, uh, now we we have we have talked ad nauseum about uh the way Eddie structures his solos. A lot of times uh he plays a solo that enhances the song. Sometimes he plays a solo that is just completely outside the box of whatever the rest of the song is doing. And then sometimes he's very subtle and he just plays the, the solo that fits the rest of, of what's happening uh, sonically. I think this is an example of the subtle solo. Like he's just, he's not giving you super flashy, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. So he's just giving you like, no, 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 a little extra seasoning with this already uh, juicy steak of a song. Um, it's very, it's, 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 it's not, it's not flat. It's just 
subtle. It's subtle, but it's still um, present enough to let you know that it's there. You know what I mean? Alan, are you a guitar player by any chance? We have a lot of guitar players that come on the show. I, I do. I do. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've learned by, I took a year of lessons when I was nine. I didn't play for a few years and then I've basically played by ear. Um, since then, I, I don't know. What is it? Like 20 something years. I'm not a lead guitarist, but, uh, I'm actually a fairly nice rhythm player. So there you go. This is, um, the best way I could describe it. Cause I, I'm not a theory guy. I, I'm, I, I basically, have a low education when it comes to theory, but I can hear something and almost play it, almost. So something like this, he's doing a lot of octave bends towards that solo, obviously, his dive bombs, his technique. Eddie has a particular technique in his solos. Once mm. you hear that technique, you can clearly hear it in almost every solo. And I'm talking about from the pinched harmonic to the horse whale to right mm. before he drops before the dive bomb to when he comes out of the dive bomb and hits you with a fret accent that gives you the high end. And then he goes back to the dive bomb to take that high end down. And if you almost follow that, <laughs> arguably one of every four solos, it, it's, it's like, uh, let's, for example, I know this is a wrestling John Cena. He has five moves. That's it. The five moves are doing John Cena. Five moves. Eddie has five, like five techniques, and you can follow it in every solo. But because of his classical training, because of that piano adapting to both, you can hear it in that solo that it's just, it, it, it hits a mark. It's a, he's he in his wheelhouse. A, he's in his wheelhouse. Yeah. He, uh, you're right, though. He does have a particular style in his guitar playing. That's for sure. That's I mean, that's really the charm of Van Halen because he's writing it any better. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and for sure, especially in these earlier albums, his uh, especially in his solos, he had a particular way of of playing. So, yeah, that's this song is a very good example of like this is his style listen to it get used to it he's going to keep bringing it back it's like a pattern he's going to keep it's bringing a, it back he's going to he's going to improve on it the further he goes but he's still like it's always going to be there and a lot of a lot of guitar players once they find their particular technique you can nail them down hearing them wherever it was an early indication on what was definitely to come oh yeah I stood and looked down You know I lost a lot of friends there, baby I got no time to mess around So if you want it, got to bleed, boy, baby Mark, any comment on the bleed baby uh, section of the song? <laughs> uh, no, I just, uh, this part of the song just transports me to a, a different universe in which uh, I like to call this section the uh, the Kansas section because it sounds like uh, carry on 
my wayward son when mm-hmm. it uh, gets all quiet after the opening uh, sort of uh, riff formation, uh, and then it gets real quiet. Like once I rose above the noise, it's just like oh, it's like oh, nice and pianos. Like it's like that's what uh, ain't talking about love. This is their uh, wayward son <laughs> portion of the song, but essentially they're playing the exact same thing. They're playing the same riff. It's just uh, it's pulled back. Uh, and then like giving like, oh, wait, wait, we're not, we're not going too far back. We're coming back to you. Um, but as far as the, as far as the lyrics go, um, I, I, with the context of what this song is about bleed baby, like, woof. Uh, I don't know. What do you got? What do you got, Corey? You got anything? I got nothing. That's why I asked you. He ain't talking about love. He ain't talking about love. That's for sure. Yeah. His love is rough. Well, now I'm thinking. His love I, I mean, is rotten like, like, and rough. Now I'm thinking this song sounds like an allegory for like uh for drugs, like maybe some smack or something. Because you know you're gonna bleed if you're gonna take smack. Because you gotta you know shove a needle in your arm. You're not, you're um, not the only one that that's ever thought that. I mean, I've heard a few people yeah. say this could very well be about drug addiction. I I don't think it is. The, he's never alluded to that. But I've been yeah. at the edge. I stood and looked down. You know, I lost a lot of friends there, baby. You know, I, I could see where you would maybe go down that road. Yeah, I mean, it's it could be it could be both in a way. Like maybe it started off as you know casual sex, whatever. But then it, I don't know. It gets kind of dark real quick, though. I'm like, okay, so it turned into sex. Now it's about uh, sex and drugs. And oh, by the way, we're rock and roll. So you, you got the trifecta there. In your face. Very good. <laughs> Before you guys uh, quite rightly uh, start uh, going off on Eddie Van Halen again and how brilliant he is, uh, back when I was uh, playing a little bit of bass, I loved playing the bass line to this. Uh, It's such a fun little bass line to play, and I love that Mikey's just, you know, out in front in the mix, you can hear him do, 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 Mm -hmm. just little things like that. Really, uh, you know, helped me appreciate the song all the more. I mean, that whole, both him and Alex, the rhythm section of the song, they kind of have to be. Uh, forefront because you know Eddie, Eddie's with him for the most part, but then you'll hear he'll kind of go off and do like little ornamentations, little guitar things, whatever. So they don't want to lose any momentum. So you got Alex and Mikey just staying right there in the forefront. And yes, he's he's uh he's not doing a ton, but he's doing just enough that's going to keep you keep you uh, keep the song interesting and keep uh, uh, you interested in it. Um, yeah, he's doing great stuff there. I love that. No, I, a lot I found, of mics. Sorry, go ahead. Oh my bad. No, brother. A lot of uh, a lot of Mike's early patterns mm-hmm. are actually very quite simplistic. To where, like, if you were like learning bass guitar, if I didn't want to steer you to like ACDC, you listen to early Van Halen. I mean, you you can really learn the bass from this guy. He's a very technical sure. player, and I'm not cutting him short by no means. But no, that low end adds a certain drive to the record. 
Well, and you feel like you're playing a song. If you're playing uh, Cliff Williams from ACDC, you're just playing eighth notes the whole time, right? It gets kind of dull, but you're you're actually playing the melody here. Yeah. Yeah. As a beginning bass player, it's a lot more fun. Now, I found kind of two conflicting statements about the song. I wanted to get both your guys' opinion on this. Uh, The song has been described as uh, being the precursor to 80s glam metal or hair metal. It's also been called their most heavy metal track. Those two almost kind of conflict a little bit because glam hair metal uh, is almost, you know, kind of pop orientated a little bit, whereas heavy metal is heavy metal. Where do you think Ain't Talking About Love kind of lies on that spectrum? Let's start with Mark. I would, I, I could agree more on the first statement. Uh, I, I might have agreed with uh, this being their heaviest if they hadn't written Unchained. Uh, or if they hadn't yeah. written, I mean, just like there's a plethora of other songs now, like whoever said that, that statement, if, if they only said it after, let's say Van Halen one and two, then I might've been like, yeah, sure. I'll give you that. But you can't, you can't deny, uh, the other heaviness that they brought to the table, uh, well after ain't talking about love. So yeah, I would not consider this their heaviest. It is one of their heaviest, but it is not the one. No. So Alan, you agree with the uh the yeah hair metal? Mark, Mark, I don't think Mark could have hit the nail any harder with the hammer. Uh I, I if it's oh, not un- look if it's not unchained, like is their heart like if you have to like compare a Van Halen to like a Metallica or not that you would, but to where something's gonna punch you, not physically, yeah. but hit you so hard that it punches you in the face. Oh uh, yeah, unchained unchained. Unchained. If you can find something better, fellas, please, you know, but Mark, you said it the best. It is what it is. Unchained hits pretty damn hard. Like, yeah, I I would go so far as I think, I think humans being also hits pretty damn hard as well. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, Sammy's unchained. There you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Unchained, it's kind of, it's hard for me to even think of a, a heavier Van Halen song than that one. Um, we might have covered one, but uh, that's the one that springs to mind. I always Listen, go back Twister, to Women and Children Twister's first. One of my, yeah, yeah. Twister's one of my favorite movies of all time. Twister, uh, Twister. is on. As well time. it should be. But Women and Children, probably top three Van Halen albums all time. Not on so much sales, but on physicality of the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of their best albums. Continue the fellas. Fair call. It's like uh, Sir Lancelot galloping towards Camelot, coming home. Uh, that's what Alex sounds like right there. That's great stuff. Ain't talking about love from Van Halen 1, the song mm. I have been uh, trying to get on this damn show for so long. Uh, we knew we, eventually we would get to it, but I, I was... 
I was resolved and I was at peace. I made peace with the fact that it probably wasn't going to happen for, uh, for quite a while, but destiny, it seems, uh, had other plans. So there, there we have it. Uh, I have a pretty good idea of how this is going to go, but I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, follow the format of the show that we set. Anyway, Alan, you are our honored guest uh, for the show tonight, um, and you are just very, very deeply rooted in uh, watching some Rangers. However, I have to ask you now, ain't talking about love. Did it do for you what it needed to do in order to make your night perfect? What I mean by that is, mm. is this what dreams are made of? Or is ain't talking about love? Is the dream over for you? Man, it, it's a it's a perfect record. It really is in arguable fashion for them. Probably top five Van Halen songs of all time, and that's putting every singer up in the mix. I mean, you're probably not going to put a Gary Sharon in the top five. That sort of breaks my heart slightly, but that's just my own personal belief. But realistically. It might even be top three Van Halen songs of all time. Ain't talking about love. Well, there you go. Well said, well put. Uh, so therefore I move on. Corey Morissette, did Ain't Talking About Love melt away the icy blues uh, that you've been dealing with for the past couple of days? Or did uh, health just freeze over entirely and the dream is over? I don't, my hand's so cold, I can't. When eagles fly. You know, for an Eddie Van Halen joke song that he didn't think was very good and he wanted it to be a punk rock parody, it turned out all right. I mean, come on, it it's ain't talking about love. I, I think it gets more radio play now. Actually, I can guarantee it. It's on the radio now more than it ever was uh, from, from this album. Like, it didn't really, it didn't chart. Uh, it wasn't a big hit when it came out, but it's one of the most iconic songs. It's the the Dave song so good, Sammy sang it like a lot uh, in his mm -hmm. tenure in Van Halen. So uh, this is a no-brainer. I was going to play this this clip just once for all three of us, but Mark, uh, you've thrown a curveball on occasion. Uh, you've been begging for this song uh, for 76 episodes now. Um, what do you think? Is this what dreams are made of? Or, okay. <laughs> Why, why bother with the pretenses? Well, I mean, like, no, this is absolutely, uh, I completely agree with everything Alan said, uh, especially definitely top. I would say it's probably in my top three at minimum, uh, of favorite Van Halen songs. It's, and it is actually one of my all time favorite songs in rock music period, uh, throughout my years of growing up throughout, uh, whatever time I have spent, uh, thinking about this band, trying to learn how to play songs or just simply just jamming out to them. Ain't talking about love is absolutely in the upper echelon of Van Halen greats. As you say, Corey, this song didn't chart much, but because they played it live so much and because the song just hit so hard, people thought, okay, spin the album for at least this track. And this, it's not even a single, uh, but that, that, 
carries a lot of weight. And obviously the song has carried a lot of weight throughout the decades because it is still a classic. Uh, Ain't talking about love is absolutely what dreams are made of. There's not a lot else I can possibly say to add to it because I mean, are you even, I know Corey likes to say this, but are you even a Van Halen fan? If you downvote this song now, I know, I know by saying that I am encouraging trolls and I'm encouraging people to just sort of be like, ha jokes on you, asshole. Nope. This song sucks. And it's like, okay. And you're right to feel that way people, if you do, but at least tell us why. And, you know, be honest. Uh, but uh, yeah. you should make a prediction, Mark. Well, what do you think the poll is going to be? I, I said, because you're going to have the Marianos, okay, the, the, okay, the, the Chaz yeah. Matazes of the world if he's feeling saucy. Uh, but I said, it's still <laughs> going to be still going to be 95 4 5 against, doesn't it? Like, that's fair, okay. That I mean, that is very optimistic, and I would say at, that's that's an easy bet. However, you are correct. We we do run into this from time to time. So I'm going to be a little more lenient and say this is at least a 90% what dreams are made of. And it, oh. if, if it is any lower than that, then I have so many questions for all of you listening, even the ones that upvoted and be like, but I don't believe you. I don't believe it. Like, tell me why. Uh, so needless to say, I'm looking forward to the poll next week, but there you have it. Uh, so don't let me down you guys. Or if you do let me down, at least give me an explanation because it will make me a very sad boy. All right. Uh, that I am not a... the part of the show. No, no, you can't sign us off yet because it's time <laughs> to play. How many times? Has Van Halen played Ain't Talking About Love live? <laughs> Alan's Corey dancing, the determined. Rangers are winning. He's, he's got his mojo flowing. But Mark, he's determined to uh, keep me losing this game, so that's that's why he won't let me sign off quickly. All right, let's start with Alan. Alan, how many times do you think Van Halen has played Ain't Talking About Love? Oh, man. Man, we're talking 30, 40 years of touring. Yep. We're talking like every single night, maybe. 565 times. 565 times. Mark Demeyer, remember, you have to get closest to the actual number without going over. How many times do you think Van Halen is played ain't talking about love? 610 times. 610 times. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> We have a winner. Stop playing the fucking Mark. music. Here we go. It's Mark. It's definitely Mark. It's it is Mark, Mark because the correct answer yes. is 1,231 oh. times. Do you know my initial guess would have been a thousand and I was fully anticipating it much like Eddie thought uh, the song was going to be a, a joke riff. I was like, Oh, this is a joke guess, but I'll say a thousand times. Like Come that's on. literally what I was going to say. I even that's threw you crazy. guys a bone when I said, this is the one no. song that Sammy played like all the time. Oh, they so that I know it every night, probably yeah. every single night, probably So almost. played constantly since May 29th, 1977. The first recorded <laughs> uh, performance of Ain't Talking About Love at the Whiskey A Go-Go to uh, October 4th, 2015. Their last show at the Hollywood Bowl played 1,231 times. There you go. That that just uh, for, for those of you kids that don't realize the impact of this song, even after we've just uh, listened to it and discussed it. Uh, think about that. This is the song that didn't chart at all. And yet they carried this over every time. 
because it hit so hard. Um, and we were so I close mean, too, Mark. I like that. We both think alike. <laughs> I'm a fan yeah. of that. Because even though well, you won, a, that's a fair bet. We were, I mean, uh, we were I have like a tendency to overshoot we were, or like severely undershoot. So I we were like, I was we like, were like oh, years me, away. Uh, but we were both <laughs> correct. We were both correct. Yes, you were closer. Yeah. And yes, 40 years of playing that probably every night, if not every other night. Forget it. That's what happens. Let's so. play again. No, I don't know why that came. All right. <laughs> Like, I didn't know what the file was ready for a follow up. So. Oh, we could play. How like, many times has it been covered? Uh, mm. Oh, God. How many times has it been covered? <laughs> I can tell you right this 124 artists are on record as, according to setlist.fm, as performing wow. this song, including Van Halen. So, including Van right. Halen, how many times do you think uh, it's been played in total? 5,000. <laughs> 5,000 from Alan. Mark? I mean, it's way higher than that. Uh, yeah, probably. I'll say, uh, I'll say, uh, seven thousand. Seven thousand. Well, guess what? That was the wrong fucking soundbite. <laughs> oh God! What the hell's going on? That's fun. Now this is the love. That's the. This is what. The, this is what the lurkers <laughs> signed up for the Patreon. That's what happens. <laughs> These moments that's, right here. Listen, that's <laughs> what happens when the party is slowing down. I, I was I was trying to play my my losing horn because you're both way over. The correct number is two thousand one hundred and twenty times. Son of a oh, bitch! I ignored damn. my. I was. I thought about 2000 as well. <laughs> by the way, the last band to cover it, according to Sellist.fm, was this past April 15th by Striper. Mm. That's, you know what, though? It's one of Chris Jericho's Striper, favorite bands. That's right. The fact that Striper still plays they and they're still touring and uh, they put out a new album not that long ago and it's actually not bad. Uh, you got to give it up to Striper. Like, say, what you, say what you want about the content of their music, but man, they, they're they just great. They're fantastic. So I, I applaud them for going out on a whim and doing a talking about love because they can pull that off, I think. Can you name the 80s glam metal band that has covered this song the most? Well, Steel Panther. Is it, I was going to say, is, is it Steel Panther's say, is 11th? It actually, yeah. Steel Panther yeah, is yeah. 11th. Uh, 80s band that's, that's covered it the most. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Guns N' Roses. No, 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 it's actually Winger. What? Winger. Winger. Dude, uh, they're playing, they're playing like winger is playing um with uh, somebody else real close to me and it was funny what you said before about gary dude extreme and living colors playing yep. probably 10 minutes down the road for me i think I'm oh gonna you go. gotta Ooh, you gotta go you gotta it. go that's, that's gonna be a go. great show I, 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 saw I, big... I saw i saw living color in a church in ewing new jersey when i tell you a <laughs> church it was a methodist church and i saw cm punk's entrance yeah <laughs> probably one of, arguably one of the greatest late 80s like rock songs dude that oh, cult of personality is a smash not to go on a rant but dude i'm going i'm going regardless yeah. no it's 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 true man that's that's uh it's one just of the how it all sometimes connects period, man i i actually have never listened to a striper record tonight i'm going to listen to a striper album that's all I got. Give them a listen. Yeah, yeah. Get, do a little, uh, little, little deep Between. dive into their back, back catalog and then like listen to uh, their that latest uh, release that they put out because it's not bad. Hey, you know what? Winger's got a new album coming out that's not supposed yeah, to be that bad. Do. 
Oh, really? What you guys talk about and what Jared, I listen, I'm a big pro wrestling fan too. I know you guys like yeah. it too. This is mm-hmm. the wrestling platform, but to what you're all saying collectively, I'm going to put one in. I have to listen to one now. <laughs> there you go. We aim to please and we aim to bring all the worlds together. That's the power of Van Halen mm. and the power of podcasting. That's why we do it because, hey, you guys, we're not uh, rock historians. We're not experts on the band. We're simple fans, simple Humble fans uh, rediscovering a band that we like and uh, throwing in our two cents by which, uh, you know, how we listen to it, how we interpret it. Um, we have other we have other friends that join us on the show that are more experts. So if you want true experts to talk about Van Halen, go talk to them. Go talk to Eric Sinich, your Greg Reynolds, like all those guys. Um, but if you stick with us, it's because you're having fun and we're having fun doing it. That's the name of the game, why we do the show. And that, speaking of shows, that's uh, another one in the books, another one off the wheel. The text is getting mighty bold because we're starting to run out of songs, but not not too quickly. We still have 46 more tracks uh, to go on this wheel, but man, what a ride it's been. And we're going to keep on going. So Corey, please let the people know where they can find uh, the show, where they can find the like-minded shows and uh, how to reach us. All right. Well, they could find us on our website, www.podcastwillrock.com. Uh, we got links to all of our friends there on the deep dive podcast network and all of our uh, uh, affiliated uh, shows like pot of thunder, which everybody should be checking out still. Uh, the uh, symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. Uh, you can find us on all the show, uh, socials at Podcast Will Rock. We don't have a blue check mark, never did. Uh, but uh, trust me, we're the only one out there. Uh, and if you're so inclined, uh, check us out on Patreon. Maybe you could be lurking uh, with Kevin Brown and friends uh, watching us record these suckers live. I accidentally opened it up to everybody. Uh, so everybody who's like subscribed to our YouTube channel is watching live. So Johnny, Davey, Hi. Scott Haskin, thank you very much. We're getting a little bonus uh Bonus podcast will rock here for you this week. Um, and let's talk about the Deep Dive Podcast Network, shall we? Which we're sure, proud sure. affiliates of. Uh, you can catch uh, myself, uh, John Mariano, and Scott Haskins at Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, breaking down the Aerosmith catalog. And that's actually when I saw Living Color. They were opening for Aerosmith at the Minot State Fair. And today uh, is the anniversary. Get a grip. Oh, perfect. Yep. One of my all-time favorite albums. Uh, John Mariano and myself also do a show called Backtracks Theme Music. Uh, we're breaking down uh, all music from movies. Uh, one that's dropping, I'm going to give you guys a little a little spoiler. The one that's dropping on Monday is a little track from the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. So check out that movie and check out that show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you can also check out our good buddy Scott Haskin at Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinner Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. That's the Hawkwind uh, Podcast. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at... Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan again at So Far, So Pod, So What, Tucking All Things Megadeth. Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project and Kevin with his good buddy Randy Wids. Talking all things Queen at Seaside Pod Review. Uh, they they found a wheel at the same place we shop for ours. They spin a wheel. They do a song. They just dropped a big one this week, Fat Bottom Girls. Go check that one out. Uh, you can Woo-hoo. check out Quinn at And Volume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, and Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu, talking about that Metallica Lou Reed classic, Lulu. And, of course, uh, we have other friends of the show that you should all check out. 
including the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Uh, you're all doomed, the Friday the 13th podcast. Of course, the DLR cast and the bogus show, uh, Pot of Thunder, which I mentioned, booked on rock with our good buddy Eric Senich and dissect that film. And that, I think, does it, my friend. All right. And a uh, big shout out to our patrons over on Patreon. Give them a quick shout out here. We got Rava Flav, our buddy Josh, Greg Zito, Don Tatalo, a.k.a. Wabo and Cabo, Chaz, Charles, Meet the Geeks, that's Sean Geek, uh, Kevin Brown, Per Lunniker, Scott Monroe, and of course, Ryan Powell. Thank you guys so much for the huge support. We 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 love you guys. We appreciate what you do for us. And uh, in as I said, you guys, if you uh, want to join in on the fun to be a lurker, to find out how we do this live before it's all edited, before Corey loses his mind to fix all the uh, imperfections in the show that he does every single week. You can see us do it live. All of our laughs, our flubs, whatever uh, you, the occasional cat might pipe up on screen, join our Patreon and you can be a lurker as well. Uh, and you can get your tweets read. Uh, there's other fun tiers. We got a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff lined up for you there. So please, if you are so inclined, go check that out. Find a tier that's right for you and get ready to reap the rewards. So, and you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, just a shout out. And uh, speaking of you guys, if you find yourself in the Nashville, Tennessee area, legendary Nashville venue, The Exit Inn, has returned it is reopened and they've got a whole plethora of shows already lined up on the docket and we are one of those shows and by we i mean myself and a cavalcade of other crazy muppets and musicians yeah we're all muppets that's just how we roll because we muppet people are people too uh, it's the show, the top 40 goes heavy pop rocks. We're doing a whole night tribute of pop songs that have been uh heavified. That's right. So if you ever wanted to, to know what Britney Spears sounded like in metal format, we've got the show for you. And uh, if you ever wanted to, uh, the one and only time you will hear me sing a Taylor Swift song, you better get your ass to the exit in on April 22nd uh, and check out that show because I'll do it once and I'll never do it again. Uh, but at least it's a heavy version of it. So, you know, it's, 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 Keep it in metal, you know. I'll do pop, but we'll keep it metal. So Pop Rocks, April 22nd at the Exit Inn, uh, sponsored by the Music City Hero Coalition. So if you are in Nashville, please check that out. Show some support for a good cause. So with that said, Alan, you have been our awesome guest. Uh, you've been very patient. We know you want to get back to the, the Rangers game, get back to the hockey, and uh, find out who in God's name is going to be lined up for the Stanley Cup. But uh, we just want to say thank you for being on the show. Oh, man, it's, it's a pleasure, honestly. Uh, at this point, the Rangers have won. It was a 5-1 ah, uh, finish. Let's go, well, Rangers. I'm sorry for yeah. the Devils fans. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't just <laughs> blasphemize my team and just ruin it for everybody. Uh no, but it's been a pleasure. You know, it was a great night. Uh, I look forward to uh, potentially maybe doing this again with you. Hopefully I didn't uh, kill my own game. Um, no, but what a great experience. What a great time. Really? Well, gl glad you had what fun. What a great man. song. Yes. 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 Uh, you, <laughs> you, can find me, you can find me all across social at Gerber Jennings. Gerber like the baby. Jennings like Peter. Gerber Jennings. <laughs> and uh, look for my music. Look, look, look around. See what you can find. You know, until we meet again. I also recommend this if we can all see this here. This is Guitar World's Van Halen. 
Look at this is a great look book. Look at young Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great book. So if anyone's never find this, you probably can ebook this at this point. Find it. It's a great book. A lot of great books uh, written by uh, great people uh, in the world of Van Halen. So yeah, we like to uh, we like to showcase that as often as we can. So good call. Thank you again, Alan, for being on the show. Glad we uh, spun a good track for you. We we don't have a great uh, we got track your record. track. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we don't have a great track record with uh, our guests and spinning the wheel. Sometimes it's uh, it it the wheel tends to fuck us really hard. But uh, glad that did not happen for you. Listen, you. I'm the guest tonight. This has been your show. You're going, what, 70, 78 episodes strong. Mark, do you know how badly you wanted this episode? Do you know how badly oh, you wanted this song? Do you know? I I'm wanted it so as, bad. As, as the listener, you wanted yeah. it so bad. Yeah. You got what you wanted, man. And that's what it's I about. I did. I did. I finally got it. And the only question I have now is, what now? Where next did we go from we get, here? <laughs> next week we get Joe Stefina by arguably Look, one of the greatest Van Halen albums ever created, Van Halen 3. Oh, you, 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 it's uh, Eddie's you, you, it's Eddie's solo album. You Eddie's jest, solo but <laughs> there's a good strong chance that might happen. But look, hey, the, the quicker we can get done with at least that album, I think the happier I'll be. Um, apologies to Gary. We always, we had to throw one in there for I all know, I know. Listen, yeah, how so. many say I is so Apologies, Alan, yeah. to listen to. It really is so beautiful to listen to. How many that's say I? That's the show. It is. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I know. It really is so well, beautiful to listen to. Well, I'm glad. Actually, I'm glad you said that. So, in case you guys uh, don't know, if you missed that particular show, go check out our previous episode where we discussed the track "How Many Say I" from Van Halen Three, and uh, you can hear how Corey and I felt about that. And uh, let us know your thoughts on the track when you go back to it. Uh, as always, uh, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for the listen. Please keep on sharing. Keep on streaming. Let your friends know guarantee you have friends that are van halen fans and they don't know about this show tell them let them know get them a t-shirt or uh you know it's it's not hoodie weather season but get them ready for next season actually for Corey, it is hoodie weather yeah, it's, it's way never, hoodie it's weather it's never going away it's never going <laughs> never away. going away it's uh never gonna go away so so plus please five plus you- six is not for me i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah Send all your good vibes and warm vibes to Corey, please, because he's got to he's got to uh, swim his way out of there. Um, that's the show, you guys. We appreciate you. We are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.